What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Truezilla Podcast. Just want to tell you, you can come support the show. If you get any value out of the show, you can come give that back at truezilla.org forward slash donate. we got all the different donate options there. Crypto, PayPal, Venmo, all that good stuff. Also, I want to talk about our new sponsors, truthtrs.com, truthtrs.com, where we're well on our way into our detoxing the heavy metals out of our body. We talk about all the time, all the environmental toxins, all the stuff being sprayed in the sky, all the magnetic shit in the food, like what's going on with that? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to get all that out of your body, truthtrs.com. Advanced TRS is a super safe, awesome way to just 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 yeah. get rid of it. Yeah, now we all use it. Our yeah. kids use it. I'm yeah. starting to give it you to one of my animals. Your, yeah, your yep. yep, one yep. of my dogs. So yep. yeah. Yep. So yep. TruthTRS.com to learn more. Also, want to give a big shout out to our good friend Cody Crystal. Cody, Cody, what? Over at uh, Instagram. So uh, Cody's plural C O D Y S underscore crystals over on Instagram. Uh, he's getting his site all up to date there, but dude, go watch his live streams. He's just got the coolest so gems cool. and artifacts for sale. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, great friend of the show. He's been with us since day one, really helped us out yeah. when we needed it yeah. the most. And, uh, yeah, man, made life so much easier over here. So Cody, appreciate you so much. Yeah, we man. really so hope much. that everyone goes, and if nothing else, just go follow him, go follow Cody, man. He's the man. But his Cody's live shows Christ. are the bomb. I yeah, watch yeah. him with my nine year old. We'll sit yeah. there when he goes live and yeah. my son's like, are you going to bid? Are we going to buy that? Are you going to email him? So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So Cody's crystals on Instagram. So let's see. Other than that, go get yourself a Truezilla t-shirt, truezilla.org yes. forward slash shirts. And uh, you'd be one of the cool kids. Yeah, he's got his World Economic Forum, You'll Own Nothing, You'll Be Happy shirt, which that narrative is just ramping up like crazy these days. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, my yeah. God. I, had a sh- I showed my this shirt to my dad the other day. Yeah. He's like, I don't like that 666. I'm like, it's their logo. It's their logo. It's yep, their logo. Just, we, just we just pointed it out. We just pointed it out. Right, yep. right. Sorry. All right. Anyway, guys. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, guys. So another heavy one. So enjoy the show. Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. Our guest tonight is one of the most prolific red pillars in the business. He is the author of the must-read books, The Octopus of Global Control, and the new book that he co-wrote with Jeff Berwick entitled The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. He is also one of the co-founders of the Union of the Unwanted and probably one of the best podcasts out there, Macro Aggressions. Charlie Robinson, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. What a what a great introduction. That was Greg Carlwood-esque introduction too, because I feel like... Uh, unworthy of that one but thank you all for saying that it's my it's my pleasure to do what i can to try and facilitate these conversations wake people up however you want to however you want to phrase it i feel like we're like what we've gone through in the last year it's been quite obvious that we're they're on an accelerated timeline and i feel like we're kind of behind a little bit and and everyone is like sprinting off of this cliff right into the great reset and yeah. world economic forum and all their stuff. And I feel like, Oh, we've got to do everything we can to try and wake them up. So, uh, uh, so yeah. So because of that, I've got two podcasts. What are you going to do? You know, yeah, that's so yes. amazing, man. Like I, I think at, at the same rate though, I feel like at the same rate, they are accelerating the narrative and accelerating these agendas. It's kind of serving to wake a lot of people up. And I feel yeah. like there are people that are Certainly. rushing just as quickly, you know, and with tools like your books, you know, like yeah. we can you know, reach a lot of people. And like, I can't even tell you how many people we've recommended like the octopus to. It's just like, you guys start here. I mean, come yeah, on, like right certainly. here, you know? And so, or, or just macro aggressions. Like there's so many, I think Adam from Deborah gets red pilled characterizes, um, 
macroaggressions as like, you know, it's like an evergreen, like you can go and just start at the bottom and just work your way through. Like, this is just like stuff that's relevant. Doesn't, it's not yeah. like, you know, time sensitive or anything. So it's just a great, great journey. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate that. And, and yeah. I love coming on and chatting with you guys, either whether, whether we're doing it like this or whether we're doing it on the union of the unwanted or whatever, it's always, it, you guys all, and, and then you're, you guys bullhorning people at the, yes. at the Olympics trials was, yes. was great. You know, I've been trying, I've been waiting for an opportunity to bust out that bullhorn. And I feel like, like we're going to, we're looking for more opportunities now. And well, then we might have Eugene, a little break militarized right now, right? vehicle. And then you, <laughs> yes. and you're on your way, you know, Dude, exactly. He's coming Dude. out of the top hatch. Scott was born for the horn for sure. Born he's got the he's got the he's got yeah. the voice for it. So I, I want to get him a shirt that says that pretty soon. Born for the have, horn. You ever, have you ever true. seen those those uh documentaries where they're they're uh following Navy SEAL buds training? They've got there's always one guy who's got a bullhorn and he's just he's just in a monotone voice, he's just shit talking these people wow. just constantly and it just never stops you are weak you're terrible you should leave give up you're gonna drown out here in the water the whole our whole platoon is worse for having you i mean it's just like a constant wow. like i felt like you guys just set up right there at that at the entrance and you just <laughs> just berating these people in, in, a, wow. in a reasonable way i mean you weren't sure. being like super offensive or anything but no. it was just it's no it's hard to get away from that when there's a dude with a bullhorn that's yeah. just louder than everybody else. There's not much you can do except get, a, get you kicked out. So I respect, uh, I respect your, um, your drive and, and, and able to, to do that. And I just had my first experience with actual like activism out in person nice. uh, that a week ago, a week ago today, actually, um, when Steve uh, Poikinen from Slow Newsday invited yep. me to the to the Assange uh, rally, actually the the Denver Press Club first, and then the Assange rally after that, so I actually got a chance to. I wasn't bullhorning, but I did have a microphone, so it was something. It was close. Awesome, oh, yeah, man. that's great. awesome, fantastic. Yeah, it was funny on that specific one. We were walking back to the car after having bullhorned the stadium, like just over the fence, you know, trying to get it into the stadium. But we were walking back to the car, like, all right, we're done, like whatever, and. And uh, so there was this group of little huddled, like, like college kids, like wearing their little shirts that had the emblem of the clear pass, clear like pass, the clear yeah, pass yeah. logo. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's just an employee, like a clutter cluster of these employees. So we're like, Ed, get the camera. Hold on. They're dude, literally the to, people that are running the vaccine yeah, passport, <laughs> yeah, the vaccine Check passport in, people. Know? Like, <laughs> just like so heartbreaking anyway, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it's a shame, you know, because I think a lot of people are, uh, they think that they're, they think they're doing the right thing with the mm. vaccine situation. And that's the most complicated part of it because it's like, look, you're the, the like enthusiastic vaccine crowd thinks that they are speeding up the process of getting everybody safe from this. And, and so if you, if you think that much like we think what we think, but if you, if you think that about the vaccine, it's reasonable to assume that those people may be extremely enthusiastic about doing that. So, so that is, uh, but you've, but what they don't realize is that they only have part of the story. They don't have the full mm -hmm. picture. And so they're, they're enthusiastically pushing this vaccine when they don't know what all they're doing. And it's, it's, um, it's just going, it's, it's one of those things that we're, we're going to be right about this, unfortunately. 
you know, I would, I would love to be wrong about it all. I'll take that any day of the week because to be wrong about it means that the things that we're talking about aren't happening or aren't going to happen. And I'm in favor of that. But unfortunately it's like, it's not even a matter of opinion on this. It's a matter of, of we've compiled all this information from a variety of sources, sources that don't wind up on the nightly news. And and we can prove our case about what we're, you've got, you know, Dr. Judy come who's, who's been on with you guys. She's been on with us. Uh, uh, Dr. Scott Jensen on the union shows and things like that. It's like, you know, we've talked to real doctors. We're not just making this stuff up. I'm not watching Infowars and getting all of my information and, and going, Oh, I've researched everything. And neither are you guys. It's like, there's a lot that goes into this and, and you know, for those kids out there that are like going to work for these companies or their work, you know, like to push the vaccine or they're, they're on, they're, they're 20, 21 years old and they got a job at Facebook as a content moderator or something. And they're going through saying incorrect fact check, fact check, fact, you know, it's like, they don't even know what they don't know. They don't even know how, mm-hmm. how misguided they are. And yet they're like, straight ahead like how fast can i save the world and it's like you're not saving the world you're doing the exact opposite and it's it's frustrating to me but hopefully you know hopefully like the way we woke up um you never know what it is it's going to wake you up and you never know if you're gonna stay awake or if you're gonna try to go back to sleep or whatever but Mm -hmm. maybe it'll happen for them maybe it'll be maybe it'll be the vaccine thing maybe they'll they'll come in the future to realize like we've been I was pushing this and I thought this was the right thing. And then I saw what happened to some people close to me and it changed my mind and it woke me up and red pilled me. And I got, you know, enthusiastic about supporting the opposite side of this. So I don't know, hopefully, hopefully things like that will happen. We're in a really dangerous time right now Mm -hmm. because we've got real dark forces lying to us, the media lying to us and a bunch of gullible people that are, that want to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah taking that information, not filtering it through any sort of logic, not filtering it through um, the knowledge that these institutions constantly lie to everybody as a, as just standard operating procedure. Like they don't even know that. So it's a weird, it's a weird, dangerous time, but hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have an impact. You know, we'll wake some people up to this. Totally. I think well, we all have for sure. But um, I, I would say, you know, certainly if, if the spars scenario really kind of plays out how, how it, they role played it, right. Like people kind of wake up. <laughs> I mean, they kind of stay in a, you know, they're kind of, it's a controlled wake up. They're like, these guys are the bad guys and these guys are going to take the fall. But you know, I mean, the vaccine yep. does enough damage to where you can't ignore it anymore. Right. Right. Well, that's the thing. I think that uh, sadly, there's there's so many people who've taken this vaccine and they're they're being adversely affected, whether it's right away or down the road, but they're experiencing problems. And I think, yeah, and I think it was kind of like with the mask thing where we lost some ground with masking our kids. I think where the vaccine push is going to lose ground is with these injured kids, because I think a lot of adults are willing to accept a quote unquote certain amount of casualty of, you know, oh, that, you know, it's just a number. It's just a statistic. You know, yeah, some people get vaccine injured, but when you start seeing kids in wheelchairs and you start seeing kids in the hospital, little kids, the innocent among us. And unfortunately that's going to create just like dropping a stone in the water. That's going to impact people in those communities and all of those relations. It's going to cause people to rethink things. But unfortunately that's 
what it's taking. Um, so in, in that way, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a horrible thing that it has to come about that way, but it, but it is coming about that way. It so, is. And yeah. it's, it's a shame because the kid, I mean, it's much like just the traditional vaccine conversation. It's like, you can, you can deny that for a while until you meet somebody that has been affected by it. And I know some moms, you know, that have had the situations where it's like, like, well, how can you be so certain that it was the vaccine that did this to your kids? Like, well, because my, my daughter spoke the day before we went in for the 18 month appointment, you know, and mumbled and blah, blah, blah. And then from that moment on, she was nonverbal and never made eye contact with me. And she had a fever for like 24 hours. And yeah, I mean, the, the stories, I mean, there's so many of these anecdotal stories that you have to face it at some point, but (laughs) It, how many of those cases do those parents just get gaslit all the hell? Oh right? yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So, so it's, it's almost, it's gotta be more, but the, the good thing, I mean, not the good thing, but the thing is right now, I mean, this vaccine is a complete disaster. There have never been so many deaths from a vaccine ever. I mean, it's, we're over, like there was, I think about 10,000 in the reported of errors prior to this vaccine. And there's been over, I think about 6,000 just from this vaccine. So in 30 years, we had about 10,000. Now we have about 16,000, right? So, right. so, I mean, it's, it's hard, numbers it's off. hard to, to, to paint this picture other, any other way than like, this thing is like the worst medical intervention ever put on humanity mm-hmm. easily. And yeah. it, wow. And it's almost like we saw it coming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were screaming about it. We were censored. We were called conspiracy theorists. We were, I don't want any of this stuff to come true. I want it to all, yeah. you know, be much less. But unfortunately, the, the VAERS numbers that you mentioned, we all know that those are low. Those oh, are right. the those are the, you know, by some accounts, 10 oh, times low. Um, when it comes to payouts through the VAERS court system. Estimates are that it is a hundred times. Um, it should be a hundred times more than what it is, and what it currently is is four point two billion. So you're talking about almost half a trillion dollars should be paid out from vaccine damage if you were actually calculating it based on the, the people that were damaged from. But the VAERS court system, the numbers are all wonky. You sign non-disclosures. Nobody's allowed to talk about what they got, or else they can get clawed back for ten times the amount uh, that they received. So now they'll be living in their car with their autistic kid uh, because they have no money because the pharmaceutical industry went and took that money back times 10. So so you can't talk about what you experienced through the VAERS system. The reporting is totally um, weird and doesn't make sense. And most people don't even know that they're supposed to report to VAERS. There's no, it's run by uh, sketchy ex-Big Pharma people in Health and Human Services Division, but it is it's a joke. It's a kangaroo court. And even still through this kangaroo court, it has been shown that they have paid out more money to settle vaccine damages than the Catholic church has paid out to settle rape claims worldwide, just to put that in perspective. And it should be a hundred times bigger than that number. percent. So, so when, when people are like, I can't believe that the vaccines are causing problems. You, well, you should. You should be. You should know that. But it's suppressed. It's suppressed by the mainstream media. It's suppressed by pharmaceutical industry, obviously, and Politicians. the parents 
are gaslit, like you said, when they come forward, they're made to feel crazy. The doctors tell them that they're being unscientific and all this stuff. And, uh, and so there's a lot of shame in that too. So you have parents that don't feel comfortable tying their autism, the autism of their children to vaccines be, for fear that they'll be called anti-vax. Like it's like the same as being called a white supremacist or a mm -hmm. Trump supporter or some divisive uh, term that's made to marginalize you know, people and make them feel shitty about themselves. So it's sure. um, it's a really devious tactic. It's a, it's a strange thing too, because none of the other medical issues or scientific uh, medical procedures have this sort of stigma to it, but the vaccines, they've done a real masterful job of tying that to anybody that questions vaccines to equating them to being like one step away from being put in a mental institution yeah. for having mm -hmm. the audacity to question that maybe the medicine is the problem. <laughs> and not even recognizing that in the United States, the medical industry is the number three leading cause of death behind heart disease and cancer. So it's like, it's not like we're making up some wild claim or some exaggeration. The industry is already number three. Mm -hmm. The products they make are the reason why they're at number three. So it is totally reasonable for us to question the new rush to market product that hasn't cleared all the testing and has this blanket immunity and approval from the government so that nothing can go wrong. It has a multi-billion dollar free advertising campaign by the government that they stuffed in that last COVID bill, $3 billion to, to get the word out about vaccinations. I mean, like- it's, it's not only is it reasonable for us to question this, it's unreasonable for everyone else to pretend like there's nothing going on here. I mean, this, so it's the exact backward, it's backwards world. And that's, that's, what's really frustrating about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it the is. demonization. So well like I, I saw the demonization of it firsthand just this last week too. So uh, following the incident at the, the stadium, the Olympic trial. So there was this uh, local, I don't know, bar venue, whatever was advertising this concert they were going to have in the parking lot but it was strictly for vaccinated people only. And they will you know, check your papers at the door, vaccine only. And so, uh, you know, we're part of this group, Oregonians for Medical Freedom. Um, they were like, oh, hell no. And so started, you know, emailing and, you know, we were get, we were ready. Like, we were like, get the bullhorn. Oh, yeah. We're going down there tonight. We're going down there tonight. And uh, you know, Call it a bomb threat. Yeah, no, yeah, well, no, here's the thing. You know, uh, so they ended up canceling the entire event. And really? so, yeah, just because of the emails and the phone calls that they were receiving. And so wow. then the next day, yeah, exactly. Which, you know, at first we're like, yes, victory. And then the was, next day. It was later that day. Later that day. Well, yeah, later that day they canceled it. But then the next day, the news article came out. Local oh, news yeah. publication, whatever it was. Like, uh, I can't remember the news publication. One of the local news stations came out with an article that Let said. Yes, you harassed. The, the anti-vaxxers harassed. That's exactly yes! what it was. It said, it said uh, they closed, they stopped, they canceled the event because of threats from anti-vaxxers. <laughs> and, and, so, and so that I found that the person who wrote the article found him on Twitter. who has got a blue check mark. <laughs> blue check mark on Twitter for just a little local news reporter guy right and 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 i he he had tweeted out that article retweet him saying okay publish the threats right now publish the threats yeah. guarantee there's no threats nobody in there was threatening you you know we were just like basically saying man hey you got to take a look at this so obviously no response no nothing but anyway. no of course not because yeah. it's because they're lying yeah, and yeah. they have yeah. to lie they have to spin this narrative a certain way and so yet again it's just it's the dishonest media. And I, and I will remind people, and, and I know that your viewers know this because I think we have a lot of overlap in our right. audience. Absolutely. And we've got like 
our audience is the type of audience that isn't going to take anything we say like at face. They're going to like, no offense to us, but like they're going to mm-hmm. fact check us. So they know their shit. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, our audience knows that that the pharmaceutical industry is responsible for 60% of the ad revenue of the nightly news. They know yeah. they they know that there is a a relationship between these two entities that can't be overlooked. And so like the media even if they wanted to, which they don't, but even if they wanted to blow the whistle on the vaccine situation, they can't. They've got they've got too much money at stake tied in to the advertising dollars and 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 that is uh, that's something that I think a lot of people forget. They 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 mistakenly think that like it, like we're crazy about the meat, like the mainstream media. We despise them and we know they're pathological liars. But if you're somebody that's like kind of on the indifferent, right? They don't know. They still sort of assume that there's some kind of separation between the advertisers and the news maybe mm-hmm. not the network but the news is some is is off limits it's it's got to be objective or they they assume that and that is such an incorrect assumption to make because the money always influences it and it's there's so much of it there and then the the sort of second component to that is that people also trust their doctors they just trust them completely, but they forget about the the money relationship between the pharmaceutical industry and the doctors as well. And so as much as we see all of the commercials on our nightly news about Zimbalta and Zelgens and all these new pills that you want, you have to take, and we see that and it's just never ending. It's just always there. The doctors are getting... Uh, they spend eight times as much money to market directly to the doctors than they spend to advertise to us, the consumer. So if we think we're getting inundated, the doctors are getting eight times more of that from these pharmaceutical companies. So it's like you you watch your nightly news and you assume you're getting the the truth, right? You hope they're being objective. They're not. There's too much money at stake. Then you go to your doctor and you hope your doctor is being objective. And he's not either because he's heavily influenced by them as well. So it's like, you're going to get it from all these different directions. So then when we come out and we start saying, you should examine this, we sound crazy because we're not doctors and we're not professionals sitting in a million dollar studio at NBC giving the report. So our, our information sounds like like we just heard it from some guy down at the train tracks or something, you know? So, so it's a masterful job of making themselves feel like appear to be the absolute authority on this stuff while making us look like we're sort of like low budget morons. Cause we are low budget. We don't have their, their financial ability to, you know, go to the studio and put the suit and tie and make, you know, get all the lights and have it all go out throughout the networks people see that and they, and it just equals credibility to yeah, them yeah. and like they see us and and we're like you know on zoom and everything and that equals less credibility for some reason so it's 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 funny that we have to um you know it's like you it's not it, you can't just like pull your friend aside and talk to them about the vaccine. Like you have to almost unpack the whole story of like pharmaceutical industry's relationship with the media and the media's relationship with us. And then you get to the vaccine part. And by then they're exhausted, of course. Nobody wants to get lectured to, but it's like, it's so important that we get this information out there 
so we're like, like, I want to just grab my friends and scream at them, you know, and, but, but I, I have to report back that I, you know, my good friends from home who I had this conversation with a year ago, the summer of 2020, before the vaccine was even out, I said, listen, in the near future, the vaccine is coming. Don't get it under any circumstances. I'll tell you anything you want to know. I'll give you the long version if you want it. Just promise me you won't get, you won't do it. And they all did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. And like, what yeah. do I, what do I, what do I say? You know? Yep. Yep. I've had a couple of people like that too. That's like people that have been commiserating with, yeah, yeah. I've been like commiserating <laughs> with them this whole last year about it. And then like, just the other day, like two, two different people in the last couple weeks, like, Oh, I got one of them's like, Oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on this vacation to Disneyland. I'm like, well, aren't they going to make you get vaccinated? He's like, Oh, I just went ahead and got the vaccine. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Whatever, dude, whatever. You know? So I've been, I've been working on my folks and my aunt for, for some time. And you know, I mean, I think it's strategies, you know, I've been uh, slipping my aunt books. I've been uh, making my dad watch some videos uh, of speakers that kind of speak to him, Uh, sending my, my mom, some podcasts, you know, like uh, I'm slowly chipping out away. They, now they've all been vaccinated, yeah. but I'm, it, I'm still gonna, I still got to work on them, yep. you know? Cause like, uh, hopefully antibody dependent enhancement doesn't do what it could. Like, I hope we're wrong on that one. That is one I really hope we're wrong on, but, but, you know, either way, you know, um, people need to know what's going on and they need to take charge. And I think even if, even if that's coming, there's things you could do to help you. Right. <laughs> Well, it's true. And it hits really close to home because Ed and I both have vaccine injured children. Um, As he mentioned, he has family that's been vaccinated. My oldest son um, has now come to me and told me that he and his fiance, who's in medical school, are pretty certain that they're going to take the vaccine, uh, the shot. And uh, that was obviously a huge, (laughs) you know, that was a, a... very hard, very, very hard to have him say to me. Yeah. Um, and so now I have this whole like email that I can send out to people because now I tailored something like, okay, son, I just want you to listen. If you have informed consent and you want to do it, I'm your mother. I love you no matter what. I'm, I'm always in your corner, but because I'm in your corner, watch this, listen to this doctor, listen to this interview, read this link, watch it with Shana. You know, I'm, I'm telling them like, at least do it, like spend four and a half hours of your life across the next three weeks and look into these things. And if I'm crazy and you think this is all garbage, then let it be garbage and you can throw it away. But at least, you know, as your mom, and and it is such a hard thing because I I know really going into this again, before the vaccine was even the shot, I I I didn't want to say vaccine before the shot was being introduced. We all knew that it was coming. And I was just so mortified that it might, you know, touch someone near me, but I never imagined it would be like a child. You know, my ex-husband's grandfather got the second dose and died right away. Um, So it's, it's, uh, it's a lot to kind of unpack. And I think it's also shifted my feelings because I know there's been within me a lot of anger and hostility toward, especially like the, the, the crazy social virtue people here in town that are just like in your face and condemning you and you know, they're just, they stand for absolutely everything that I don't stand for. And I'm watching them like actively try to take my children's future away, you know, and I've had this animosity or bitterness or anger and the closer to home it got, it's softened my heart somewhat because it's like you say, these people, they really do believe as staunchly as I know that this is not safe and this isn't good for us. They believe that just as strongly that 
what the information that they have is correct. And so there starts to create, and that needs to happen, at least with me, that needs to happen because I feel like also the only way the only way we reach people is through love. You're going to have to reach out to them through love. And that's really hard when you're being accosted, when you're being psychologically and emotionally accosted while our freedoms are being taken away. And we're, you know, and you know, any of us to sit in front of these microphones, we get targeted and picked on and it's, it's rough to stand out here and do that. But um, also I'm finding a much softer flow in my ability to actually deal with everyone um, now that I'm kind of seeing the flip side, not that not that I agree, but I can kind of come at them like, okay, well, this was my son talking to me, and this is someone else's son, and this is someone else, and all. Honestly, before I started podcasting, I never knew about podcasts. If I didn't meet Scott two years ago, I never would have known maybe about podcasts. And I, in my mind, it would have always been like Fox News was where the real news was, right? That was what I believed. And if I hadn't had somebody else open that door for me, I would still be stuck there. And maybe as an individual, I would know because I, you know, obviously I don't vaccinate my kids, especially since we had vaccine injured child many years ago. But um, I think that that's, that's really important to look at because not everybody has been shown the light. Not everyone's had that, that door open for them and, and they deserve to have compassion. And when and if, God forbid, something happens to them or their loved ones, they're going to need to have the same compassion and understanding that like Ed and I did when we had children that were injured. And we we're like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, who do we talk to about help? And your whole world is upside down. You have to be able to have that open door with people. So I, I kind of go back and forth between just really being so frustrated and angry and also realizing that in, in no way can I reach anybody from that place. And I certainly am not helping my own, you know, just my own peace. So yeah, I like bullhorn. I'm sorry. You can do freedom at a level. And I think that's I'm part of, that you know, and yeah. one of my problems is, and probably why maybe my folks don't always take me seriously is because I tend to not be able to talk about this stuff without talking about ending up in global enslavement. Right. Like, like I can't, I can't talk about it with like, here's where they're going with this. Right. This is what's happening. And then I sound because it's all connected them. though. But, but, it's hard not but to I sound crazy to them. They haven't connected these dots yet. But, yeah. um, but one, since I, I think one of the things we really want to talk to you yeah. about was uh, global warming well, or, yeah, or climate, change, climate, climate change, change that they've re rebranded it as. And what a better time to talk about it. You just had Matt Landman on who we, yeah. we've had on, too. And we're just big fans of him. And yeah. and yeah. we just had this huge heat wave. Like we're there, like record temperatures here. You know, we have one hundred and thirteen. Wow. Allegedly. You know. uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It and, felt like it in Oregon here. Yeah. But um, yeah. but I will say and I, I have to just preface this with like before that happened you sent me some screenshots of the skies and then i went outside and i have never seen so many chemtrails in my life no. now i and then rainbows going sideways like they're they're going uh horizontally up in the clouds from one cloud to another. I have like pictures that I posted on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All over social media, but totally. it's just, I've never seen, like, I know I've seen crazy rainbows that didn't belong or even like around the sun. Sometimes there's mm -hmm. that orb around, but yeah. Interesting. And, and I mean, I, I, I mean, they're almost, you almost have to separate these issues a little bit. Because, I mean, they're one in the same, but, they, but there is like, I mean, we know that climate change is just a made up lie. It was made up many years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Charlie, I know you've been one of the people that uh, really explained this very well. well I want to I want to preface it a little bit too. Like what I was going to say is that, like you know, so part of 
you know, what you were saying a minute ago, Charlie, is like the whole idea of, you know, and, and what you guys are just talking about, about how these people, it's their best intentions. They think they're doing the right thing. And I think that's a huge part of the climate change agenda as well, too. Totally. You know, I don't think they understand, you know, one of my biggest red pills too, along the way was like, I think it was your interview with Kev Baker, where you like laid out the whole carbon credit hustle and just like how that leads to the literal enslavement of humanity. And I was just like, holy shit, I never even thought of it that way. And so, and so that's always stuck with me. And a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were having amongst the three of us, like a conversation about climate change. And Megan was like, we got to get someone on that can break this whole climate change thing down. Like, I know just the guy. So yes, (laughs) yes. So man, I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, and we know, we know from their own words, like this is, they said, okay, well, next come climate change we're kind of ramping down covid and so now it's climate change time so i don't know where you want to begin <laughs> yeah it's hard to know where to begin i yeah. did i did a i did an episode of tinfoil hat called the uh, paris climate accord if people want to get into like a, a full like hour and a half straight yeah. uh climate change you can go back and find sam's show and this was like maybe two years ago cool. um anyway it so the the short we'll do the short answer and then okay. then we can do the long answer. The short answer is that the idea of climate change is it's made up. It is it's not a tr- it's not a real thing. It is and the reason why they're using it is for a global carbon tax that they are going to impose on countries, companies and then eventually individuals. They are going to, you are going to be allotted a, a specific amount, country-wise, company-wise, individually. And if you exceed it or you don't exceed it, the whatever you have left over can be traded on the open market. It's a, it's this is what Enron was doing, mm. which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because Ken Lay was Al Gore's best friend. He taught mm-hmm. him they, they they taught each other about the climate change carbon tax hustle. So um, what is real and what I think most people are upset about is pollution. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's important to differentiate when, when, when having the conversation about climate change and saying climate change is fake. I always have to start it with this, with, with the, the disclaimer that pollution is real and pollution is what most people are mad about. And I did a whole section in controlled demolition about pollution and, and about how bad it is. Um, it's bad. We need, to, we need to concern ourselves with that. Carbon in the atmosphere is negligible. A volcano can go off and put more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than all of human history combined. It's, what we're doing is insignificant from a carbon standpoint, what we're doing from a pollution standpoint, like, you know, the rivers in India being so contaminated and I mean, stuff like that, like we have got to change our habits and, and modify our behavior on things like that for sure. But that's not climate change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's something totally different. And what has happened is that these maniacs have hijacked all those things and have stolen them for their climate change narrative. So they've got you mad about all those things, which you should be mad about, but it has nothing to do with climate change. It's just, they've taken it. So 
what they want to do is get us to a place where we're all guilty about how much we're destroying this planet as they fly around in private jets and all mm-hmm. that stuff and mm-hmm. cruise around on their yachts. So, it, I mean, the hypocrisy is, is stunning and obvious and laughable, but, but anyway, they, th- the plan is that they're going to impose a tax on us for living, mm-hmm. like for what our da- damage to the environment. And it's going to be collected by the United Nations through the world bank and the IMF. And then it's going to be used to not do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, that's where it stops. It's like, okay. And so then you're going to use it to fix all that stuff, right? No, 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 they're, they're taking it. They're taking all of our money in the form of a brand new tax, a carbon tax for the environment. You can't argue against it because how can you be against the environment? It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, it used to be global warming, but then the numbers went down, so they couldn't change it. So they just called it climate change. Makes it like a nice, vague term, a catch-all term that can go if the weather goes, if temperatures go up, you're fine. If it goes down, climate change. Perfect. It's genius. But here's the thing: uh, they they gave away the plan in 1971. They wrote a book. Uh, through an organization called the Club of Rome, which was started by Dave, uh, David Rockefeller and Dr. Alexander King. Dr. Alexander mm-hmm. King co-founded the Committee of 300. He co-founded NATO. He um, was uh, prominent at the Tavistock Institute. He's a globalist scumbag, just like Rockefeller. And they started this thing called the Club of Rome, and they wrote a book in 1971 called The Limits of Growth. And in that, they gave away the plan and I'm going to read it for you word for word from the book. The common enemy of humanity is man in searching for a new enemy to unite us. We came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All these common adversary in order to realize world government. It does not matter if this common enemy is a real one or one invented for the purpose. (laughs) Well, there you go. Well, there you go. (laughs) Yep. Totally. It's so fascinating. I mean, that's such a classic, that's such a classic, classic paragraph. You know what I mean? That really did just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's, that's, that's the mic drop moment Yeah. because they explained that they're going to use global warming as the motivation to get everyone into a one world government. And it doesn't matter if the reasons that they use are real or invented for this purpose. Mm -hmm. And it is invented for this purpose. Mm -hmm. They're telling you exactly what they're going to do. Who is David Rockefeller? Rockefeller Foundation. Who is involved in all of this stuff? The Rockefeller Foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum, all of these globalist people are involved in this. Mm-hmm. It's the largest, it will be the largest transfer of wealth in human history through mm-hmm. the carbon tax. 
yeah. you'll gladly pay it as you're like you're tipping out your waiter to live on this planet. That's how they've, this is how they've designed it. They will guilt you into it. Watch how they use activists like Greta, young autistic girls that are, you can't target her. You can't criticize her or else you're the biggest asshole in the world. That's not accidental. That's by design. So they've, they've created this culture around the climate and they've got all these Marxist weirdos, the young kids these days, attaching themselves to this idea of climate change as this religion almost. And it's, it, they have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea what the game is. They're walking right into a gigantic trap and they have no, and, and, and it's much like the vaccine thing because in their minds, they mean well. They're trying to save this planet. They, in theory, have longer to be on this planet than we do because they're young, young kids, teenagers, college age, whatever. So they get super enthusiastic about it because forget the 80-year-olds, they're going to be dead soon anyway. These kids, it's the, it, they're the most important ones. They're, they're going to have to live on this planet. So it makes sense that they're going to be psycho eco-warriors. You know, I get that. But the problem is they're, they're being diverted. All that legitimate frustration and anger that they have shouldn't be focused on climate change. It should be focused on pollution. Yeah. But it's not because that's not the agenda. The agenda is get them into a carbon tax and you've got to get them into the carbon tax so they don't mention pollution. They only talk about global warming. They talk about numbers going up and down. And everyone goes, oh, well, the scientists are saying that the numbers... I'm glad we just went through 2020. Now you now you know what paid science looks like. It's fresh in your mind. So now just take that same Fauci style paid science thinking that you that you watched through 2020 with all these doctors lined up to say crazy shit and mm -hmm. just understand that the climate scientists are the same batch of people. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Same fuckery going on with the numbers and with the hysteria and then the media. And then like you mentioned earlier, Project Veritas doing the behind mm -hmm. the scenes at CNN and they say, yeah, you know, we're kind of done with Biden. We're really gonna pivot to climate change. Get ready for it, because yep. here it comes. Oh, and here's the worst part about it all. It's never going away. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're going to yep. hear about this for the rest, till the day you die. Yep, yep. I'm never going to give this thing up. It's oh, going to be the biggest money maker in the history of money making. From think about it, they're selling you an allowance on something invisible. It's mm -hmm. fucking genius. It is. It really they're is. selling you an allowance on carbon that they don't own or control or can fix or any of this, but they've just decided they're going to sell you a license for it. And mm -hmm. if you exceed it, then they're going to tax the shit out of you. It's like, why the earth as bait to lure all these people in to a carbon tax to just t take all of their money, as much of their money as you can, put them in smart cities. Now, I mean, it's, it's not just about taxes. It's about restrictions to movement and food. Can't have, you know, global warming, can't have cows anymore. We've already seen that. We're, we're watching it happen. It's terrifying. So scary. Yeah. yeah. And in order for this to be, you know, a position where you get charged every time you flush the toilet and all this stuff, yes, the smart cities need to roll out. You know, it all rolls into the agenda 21. The, you know, uh, Rosa Corey, 
uh, did a lot of yep. great work on Agenda 21. Rest in peace. I heard she just passed, you know, a couple months ago. Yeah. But her thing saying about, uh, you know, her uh, assertion that, you know, part of this agenda is to, you know, categorize what is it like every tree Everything and plant on and every single car and every single thing on the planet so that it can be categorized and inventoried and therefore, you know, controlled and taxed, you know, and it's just, it's just so frustrating. So in that quote too, it says, uh, it says all these dangers are caused by human intervention, right? The global warming, the water shortages, are they then implying that, uh, well, I know kind of what they're implying, but can we extrapolate maybe that these are going to be uh, artificial scarcities, you know, for example, like the water shortages or yeah. the oh, yeah. power grid failures. Why is it all of a sudden that like we have a difficult time providing power to places right. now all of a sudden? You know? It's not like it's not like summer is on the calendar or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, why, why is this all of a sudden a big thing? It could it possibly be agenda, you know? Um, are we are we expecting, you know, like uh, a climate Pearl Harbor? Like what the hell would that yeah. look like? You know what I mean? Like they needed oh. a Pearl Harbor, they, you know, a new Pearl Harbor to usher in the, the last... Uh, you know, 9-11. And so now we look expecting some sort of climate uh, Pearl Harbor. I think that's a big question. Everybody's mind is like, okay, we know the false flag's coming. You know, how's it, how's it going to look? You know, I, I don't know. Cyber you, you, I think you are right on it. I don't know what it would look like, but you yeah. know, it'll be fake. Mm-hmm. You no. Know, and, and you asked about the agendas, like, would they create artificial shortages? Absolutely. They do it all the time. Yeah. Um, if it's just a matter of how long do they want to keep them going? I mean, they could starve us to death if they wanted to, if that was the real reason for Deagle's decrease in population mm-hmm. is starvation. If that was really it, they could do that with a supply chain, uh, global grid down power down situation and just starve everybody out if yep. six months. It, you know, almost everybody'd be gone. Yeah. certainly klaus schwab is warning of that cyber attack right yep. so right i mean that that is listening. a that is a unfortunately a, a terrifying yes concept but it, it's it's something we could we we can consider but let's also remember that these guys are deep depopulationists they, yeah. they want a bunch of people dead so they they have the opportunity to roll that agenda into this, you know, through through supply chain shortages or actually manufacturing these viruses. I mean, like when you start to talk to people about this, and this is the first time they've heard of it, you sound certifiably insane, of course. Mm-hmm. But but as you know, as you start to understand how these people work, it's we're not speculating that they are eugenicists they write books with their own names attached to them about their desires to reduce the world's population how they would go about it which which virus they think is the best and and what it would i mean this is not a secret this is they they openly talk about this so you've got all of these agendas happening simultaneously but but just it's important for people to remember that the people running the show, one of the core principles that they have is that they think that there are far too many of us on their planet. And so everything that they do has a hint of that in it. You know, it's like they either don't respect us, which is obvious, or if, if they can find a way to also kill a bunch of us at the same time, they're totally fine with that as well. And that, that catches people off guard because we, we, you know, we just would never think like that. But these people, you you have to like think like they think, or you at least have to understand what they want. And then you can start to piece together how they think. Like, they want fewer people on the planet. They talk 
openly about that. So when you get these pandemics and that seem a little fishy and like there's advanced knowledge and all that stuff, once again, it's reasonable for us to tie that back to these people and start saying, have we questioned Bill Gates? Have we questioned Anthony Fauci? Why are these guys talking about this stuff years in advance? So everything kind of connects together. And what you find is it's just the same group that's yes. making these things happen, whether it's the climate change things or the, or the uh, engineered pandemics and, and things like that. It's the same group. They've got, they've got multiple simulations going on at the same time. And, and so it's like, it's like tonight we're, we're going to talk about climate change and everything, mm -hmm. but, but we could do a show tomorrow night about some other totally different topic but it'd be the same people involved. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Absolutely. You're talking about like the man, man, like privatization of war and it would yeah. be like these guys again. Yeah. 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 I, I think uh, they just keep the, showing up. I think on the most recent episodes of Corbett, James Corbett, he's talking about how him and Brock West do like a, uh, one degree of separation from like the world economic forum. Like you look up any agenda, any one of these <laughs> yeah. nefarious agendas, companies, organizations, anything, and you can look it up and within one degree, you have somebody directly tied to the World Economic Forum and stuff like that. It's like, yep. it's hilarious. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. doesn't even matter. Um, I, but you're, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist <laughs> yep. Yep. For, for suggesting this, that there's some sort of coordination going on. I mean, it's like, these people theoretically are smart and rich and experienced and what, you know, why, what makes you think that they wouldn't be coordinating mm -hmm. with one another? It, yeah. it would be, it would be insane for them not to be coordinating with one another. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, you conspiracy theorists think that these people are all plotting again. They are, <laughs> they are plotting against yeah. them. Of course they are. Yeah. That's what Davos is. That's where yeah. they go to plot that. I mean, it, it's, well, they just call it philanthropy. Oh, right. Yes. That's just what they do. Right. It's not, it's not, and it's not an overwhelming, a number of people. And I think that's no, the no, thing no. is that, you know, when you're watching the, the news, you know, you're watching CNN, you, you get this feeling that it's like the wide world and there's so many hands and it's two handfuls of people. It's not that many people. And they're all back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. And, and so. they sit on interlocking boards of directors. Yeah. Right. So, so right. it shrinks, every, you know, you don't have to have, I mean, there's, there's this belief that you've got to have like millions of people in on the whole big scam. And that's right. really not the case. If you have the right people that control these mega corporations um, or sit on the boards of directors, you can get a lot done with, if you know the right pressure points, if you know the right people, if you've got a, you know, so that's why guys like Henry Kissinger are extremely valuable to these, to the, the system, because that's a guy that knows how to like, connect everybody all at once and, and, and get something done quickly. It's you start, you see more and more of these guys turn up over and over again, like Eric Schmitz and, and Elon Musk too, which I, you know, I started off really liking him. We just, we just were him. talking about him right before we started. Rolling. I, I, I gotta say, man, he's, 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 uh, he's giving me globalist uh, vibes. Yep. In, in I think a, he's totally some, corrupt. I, I've got I know some big questions, yep, you know, totally. So, so, but we're starting to see a new batch of these, uh, Kissinger type, uh, political swamp monster guys. And 
and and and of course, as of the taping of this show to today, we found out Donald Rumsfeld died. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, yeah. And that is that's a perfect example of a of a guy who is paid for his connections. So as an example, I wrote about him in, in the mm-hmm. octopus book. I have, I, I reserve a special place in my heart for Donald Rumsfeld. The, the amount of hatred I have for this scumbag, you, it's hard to really put into words. But one of the things that he did was he was um, brought in by, a, there's a company called GD Cyril who tried to get uh, NutraSuite approved by the FDA and they couldn't do it. And the reason why they couldn't do it was because it was giving half of the lab rats massive tumors and it wasn't getting approved because it was super dangerous. So the company was just kept trying over and over again. They even started trying to like bribe people and they got themselves into a situation where the judge said, listen, I'm one step away from throwing you people. Not only are we rejecting this application for approval for, of this product, but we're about to, I'm about to ask for you guys to be prosecuted for what you're doing. So this company's like, shit, you know, we've invested all this money in this, in this NutraSuite product and they can't get it passed. So what do they do? They hired Donald Rumsfeld to be their CEO. <laughs> he's straight out of Nixon. And, and this is like the early eighties and he's just, he knows nothing about the pharmaceutical industry or, or the, the, the food industry, whatever. I don't know. It's kind of sort of an in-between fake sugar. I don't know. It's an in-between category there, but, but I would assume not Donald Rumsfeld area of expertise as he just came out of being secretary of defense or was it secretary of state? I forget. But anyway, as soon as he became their CEO, the FDA approved it and he walked away with $13 million for that. Of course. Of course. Wow. So, so this is the world in which we live in. So when people are like, oh, you guys are conspiracy theorists talking about all these things that don't exist. Just, just remember that there are guys like Donald Rumsfeld out there that make these deals happen. These crazy crooked deals in broad daylight yeah. and Kissinger, the same thing, man. I put these guys in the same category. They're committing like conspiracy in broad daylight on national television and nobody calls them out for it. Cause they're like, that's the deep state. You know, that's yeah. the, that's the power. That's the real power. There is yeah. guys like that. that can get shit done. Yeah. Donald Rumsfeld was a super powerful dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A lot of man, we could do a whole episode on him and then all that yeah. nonsense. I think he actually wrote a couple books that really tired. Like that, dude. So, um, bad guy. Yeah, man. And like, like all the, all these things, all these things are happening, you know, regardless of whether it's, uh, you know, cyber attacks, grid down, you know, whatever, rolling blackouts, civil war, uh, next pandemic, like it really all leads to more scarcity. And I feel like, like wherever we're headed, you know, I feel like, like food shortage, that's going to be like number one, that's going to be number one. You know, I feel like, you know, having that, that, that secured is really big. That's something that we've been doing a lot on our end, you know, like just getting storable foods and stuff. Like we got involved with this local gleaning outfit, which is kind of like a, food bank type deal and just doing like some skill trade or like work trades for like exchange for food and just like nice. stockpiling. Um, I know you do like what my Patriot supply. Yep. Uh, slash macro. Is that it? Uh, prepare with macro aggressions.com. Yeah. Go. It takes you, you to the, it's there like my own little personal page for, yeah. for my Patriot supply. Yeah. It's like, but, but it's like, that's where we're headed. I'm convinced. Yeah, I'm certainly. convinced. Certainly. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it, and it's, it, it sucks because the minute you start actually 
buying stuff like that and start, you know, and it's an admission to yourself that, you know, it's coming Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you feel like it's tough. it's tough. It's tough to do it because if you don't buy it, then it's like, it's not real still, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so yep. you can almost kind of pretend that it's not going to happen, yep. but yep. when you buy it, yeah, it's, it really is just an insurance policy. It's one that you hope you never use, but unfortunately, you know, we've got these people, I feel like they're, I feel like they're desperate, you know, the, this world exactly. economic forum group. Yep. I don't think that the, I don't think that the COVID situation went according to plan for mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And I think that they, they maybe feel like it's now or never for their agenda. And if, if, if I were in their shoes and I was feeling desperate, it might be time to break out like the supply chain situations or take the power grid down. You know, you, you could really create some, some major chaos there. So um, that's, that's the, that's the reason why I think this stuff is, is, is not just possible, but likely N not mm -hmm. because, it should happen, but because these people are so deranged yeah. mm -hmm. that they, they feel like they maybe need to make it happen uh, or else we're going to figure them all out. You know, we're yeah. going to figure out their plan and they're going to get, you know, uh, chased, chased away. But, you know, because that is what happens in the spars pandemic yeah. document, you know, the, these, these Fauci's and Gates characters and everything they do, they do get run out of town at some point, but um, that doesn't do us much good. What you yeah. just run, you know, yeah. we're, we're still in a, in a horrible situation. So hopefully these maniacs don't resort to that, but unfortunately, like, what are we going to do? We're, we're sort of, we're, we're sort of just like at the mercy of waiting for, I mean, they're telling us with cyber polygon that they're yep. going to, it's going to happen. So it's like, how do we stop them from doing it? Yeah. I guess just talking about it. Yeah, it's, I just what, I really am we're stumped in, on this one. I mean, we're involved in in freedom cells, freedom you cells, know, baby. And and I mean, we've been I've always said, you know, fuck build back better, build your own better, yep. right? Like yep. Um, yep. we're I mean, I, we're trying to hit this on all fronts. I mean, we're connected with a lot of the different local groups that are yep. standing up in different ways. Some of them are going to try to go through the courts, but I mean, I think I put most of my eggs in the basket of like let's just create our own world where we're is less dependent on the system as possible. Right. Because yeah. the system it look, looks like it's it's going down at best. I mean, it's not helping us at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, it's certainly there we're they're kind of surrounding us. Right. Like we're becoming the targets of that system anyway. So, yeah. Um, well, we know for sure there's no lines that these people won't cross. They yeah. don't have boundaries and everything is completely self-serving. And what I say all the time and what we've all said is that it's so hard for regular people who have empathetic qualities to actually perceive and understand that other people are bereft of that. They don't have a connection to their soul. What brings them pleasure is power and domination and control and death and sickness and all of these things. That's what they enjoy. And it's hard for those of us who catch the mosquito hawks and the spiders on our wall and let them go outside because we don't want to hurt something. It's hard for us to understand that not only could someone feel that way, um, I mean, I think that, you know, we hear like, you know, crimes of passion where, you know, 
wife shoots husband or, you know, a husband stabs wife. You're like, oh, well, there must have been cheating going on. People try to like put logic to it, but to, to put the kind of logic that the, those of us at this table live by and possess and to try to blanket somebody who is not the same on the inside, that's not the same kind of a spiritual creature and to try to understand them through us is the wrong way to do that um, because we have boundaries, we have lines, we have things that stop us, things within our nature that keep us from harming others, at least hopefully to a certain extent. And hopefully the older we get, the better we become at that. That's not the drive of these people. And so all the things that we can think that they possibly could or would do to control and dominate us, bend us to their will are the things that we can instinctively and comfortably prepare for, even though we don't want to face that eventuality because we know it's an eventuality. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I mean, I think though, in the, the answer to that, and I, I think it just, they've done masterfully so well of like shaping history. So people don't really know history. Because right. if you really look at the history of the Rockefellers, they would all be locked up right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we would, we would not let these people like control the, the strings behind, behind the, um, all of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we're getting empowered to maybe yeah. do some accountability, but I hear, I have, I have another theory I want to run by you too, Charlie. So we were talking to Billy Ray Valentine last week and then it's kind of oh, like yeah. came up and I was like, okay, so this is right after the John McAfee thing happened. Um, after it, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but like allegedly he got killed or allegedly he committed suicide, all this and right. that. But anyway, so <clears throat> as we saw the COVID uh, situation play out, you know, one of the things that needed to happen was that uh, <clears throat> a very outspoken person against Fauci and who could have probably exposed the whole PCR thing needed to disappear. Now, I know we don't have any evidence about Kerry Mullis or whether that was any foul play right. or not. Just very, you know, that obviously gets your hair standing up at the timeliness yep. of yeah, his death, certainly. right? And so <clears throat> in thinking in those terms, seeing that how like, say, John McAfee, a very outspoken person, you know, who uh, seems to be an enemy of the state, probably needed to go before any sort of like cyber thing that's about to happen gets rolled out. Like what are your thoughts on you see any parallels Ooh. there? Huh? Ooh. Yeah. So he, do you okay. think, I think, so my theory is that McAfee got Kerry Mullist. <laughs> mm. McAfee didn't you know what? Kerry Mullist himself. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, that's, that might be the best explanation I've heard so far, actually, yeah. because I was talking to Sean Atwood about it to actually this morning mm -hmm. about, about this, because we always have conversations about Epstein related stuff. And mm -hmm. I, and I said, you know, when, when Epstein died, I knew, you know, I didn't think he killed himself. Obviously um, I believed that he was smuggled out. Right. That's what I believed. And then I talked to Sean Atwood about it. And he's, and Sean said, no, no, he says, he says, let me, let me explain how these organizations work. Um, like, cause I don't know if you know, Sean, Sean did yeah. seven years yeah. in prison for yep. drug trafficking. Nice to see you. And yeah. And, and he said, you know, he, he, one of his cellmates was a mafioso guy for like years and years, like a big, like a boss. And so he got the lowdown on how all that stuff works. And he says, listen, the, with these, these organizations, they wouldn't rescue you out of there, change your face, put you on an Island and change your name and give you a bank account. That would that would be rewarding failure. You got caught. Mm. You might be talking. Uh, they wouldn't do that. He says, what they do is they don't take chances. They go in and they whack the guy. And I said, okay, that, that actually, 
made me believe that Epstein was murdered and didn't get smuggled out. He knows if the U.S. gets their hands on him, he's a dead man. He know the minute he got picked up by Spanish police, he had to be thinking, how do I get the fuck out of here? Yep. Okay. So there's all those things that make me think, plus he's a smart, cunning, very skillful guy at making things happen, either through looking at them an interesting way or having the resources to do it. And yes, he had this totally weird personal life that was fucking bizarre but you know he's the type of guy that could pull it off so i don't know i mean i don't know that i'm going to say that there's a 10 percent chance that that happened or what i'm just saying that if ever there was a guy that would have been thinking about it had the financial capacity to to do that have the you know the the resources and the people in in place the kind of knowing the right sketchy people got to think John McAfee would know those people, you know, like over the years and just, he just seems like the type of guy that would, that would be like, I got to get out of here. And then, and then the extradition comes down and he, he, he says yep. to the head of the Spanish prison, it's now or never baby. You want yep. the money or not? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he's, and he's quite, the, quite the trickster too, you know, like just his escape. I heard his, his stories like escaping international borders or whatever it was like he's done it. He's, he's yeah. escaped from Belize. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. he's done this shit before. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I hope that's the, the case. Yep. I mean, yeah. I think yep. more than likely yep. somebody whacked yep. him, but, 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 and if that is the case that he was whacked, yeah. the, the logic behind that would be, that he would be a voice of that would be listened to in a future cyber attack. Yep, exactly. Yep. Exactly. So I think that yeah. you're. I think that. I think that we'll see. We'll see. We'll see right. We'll see. It lends credibility to that eventuality. I would say. Like, but I think that that's a yeah. like that's a yeah. logical thing. It, yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's it's evil yeah. and conniving and and yeah. and despicable, but it's exactly what would happen. Right. I mean, we've seen yeah. microbiologists get whacked and oh, yeah. we've seen all kinds of crazy things like that. Yep, so yep. to to whack a guy like McAfee or to whack a guy like Kerry Mullis. Yep. I mean, do you, have you not seen the big pharma list of yeah. dead yeah. people surrounded to, you know, connected to the pharmaceutical industry? Absolutely. Your mysterious circumstances. Like, I mean, look, there's these people are not messing around. No. These no, are some no, dangerous no. people that are playing a totally different game <laughs> than everybody else. So it's like we, you know, we we're talking about it and witnessing it and everything, but like it is a it is no joke. No, yeah. what, what what goes what goes down in in these things? I mean, a guy like McAfee. <laughs> if what he said in those interviews is true about having 31 plus terabytes of information about all these and, and, and it's going to come out and some trigger, I don't know. Should it have come out already? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how it all works. I don't know how it's set up. I, I wouldn't know. pretend to, but, but, but if that information does come out, then what? Yeah. You know, I like know. what is, what, what sort of chaos does that create? 
And if you live, if you like cliff high, like I do and, and get into his stuff, man, he says like, expect chaos. Like the second part of this year when like truths are revealed and stuff like that, you know, like real, like hardcore stuff that could be it. Yep. 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 May the truth come out. If the heavens fall or whatever it goes. Yep. Yep. Man. Right on. Well, shoot, man, Charlie. Man, we went all over the place, man. We were going to like, yeah, this is so great. I love it. I love it so much. Charlie, tell the people where they can find you. You can find my podcast, Macroaggressions, wherever podcasts are served and also in video format on David Icke's platform, Iconic, on Rockfin over there with you guys uh, on Odyssey. And I won't be on YouTube for long now after getting my second strike. So I'm I'm sure they'll just concoct some, some things. So just look for me on just everyone just go to rockfin that's yep. the best place um i'm putting everything that i've got over there and if you want my website is the octopus of global awesome. awesome charlie thank you so much man thank Such you an honor. thanks guys i can't thank you enough man like all ah, so much of our journey i remember like when we recorded our first episode yeah. like i was like already like in my head i was like i'm like mr podcaster i'm gonna reach out to charlie i sent you a little facebook messenger i'm like we started a podcast we got to have you on someday. And you're all like, yeah, someday we'll have you on. And I know it's your second round with us here, man. But I got to tell you, man, like you've been such a huge inspiration for Absolutely. us on this journey. Oh, and just so God. grateful for everything and all the work that you've done yeah. over the years. It just, you know, the ripple effect is just, you know, pretty immense at this point. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I certainly do appreciate that. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, it's very humbling. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to make sense of all this insanity. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, and, and I don't, I don't know if, if it's connecting with people, yeah. I'm, I'm happy about that. I, I wish we could connect about, you know, I've always joked, like, I wish we could con- talk football. I wish I was doing a football yeah. podcast yeah. instead because go. then we weren't dealing with all these things, but yeah. uh, Here we it's, are. it's just, it, you know, it's a, I feel compelled to talk about it and try and make people aware of it. I don't know if it's going to change anything, but if it, 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 at the least it will wake people up and make them, make them see what is coming our way and make some decisions on how to get yourself out of the way you and your family or whoever you can get a hold of or whoever will listen to you. And, and I try to not sound crazy, <laughs> which is tough, it's but tough. Uh, I try, I try because this stuff makes me insane. Yeah, and, totally. uh, and I feel like I just want to grab people and just go, look at this. Can't you see? <laughs> no. Just do the, like the gentle shake, the little the yeah, fast one, like, the really <laughs> like an airplane, you know, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I want to just, I just want to shake the shit out of people and just be yeah. like, just look, please just look yeah. at some of this stuff yeah. you know so um just want to pull the film off their brain yeah. just like yeah. just open up that yeah. third eye just a little yeah. bit like just yeah. look like act, I, don't just look see like allow yourself to see yes. for just a moment and then if you hate it if, if all back. of this make yeah that's it you can close your eyes again yeah yeah and i just i i'm I woke up and I, I, I can't go back to bed. It just yep. seems That's too it. important to, to, to try and, you know, try to explain what I can to the people that I connect with. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's always fun to talk to you guys and, Too and sure. on the union of the unwanted as well. And yeah. of course you guys always have a standing invitation there. So cool. Awesome. So, thank awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Charlie. you so much. Thanks. Have a good night. Have a Bye guys. Evening. Peace. See you. Mm-hmm.